What's happening, Shredder Nation? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of Shred Your Body. Uh, I say this every week, but another week goes by, and I literally cannot freaking believe that we're already on episode number 42. Uh, I just sent out a message earlier today to the ER Shred board uh, reminding them of our celebration call that we have scheduled for the beginning of October to celebrate literally our one year uh, anniversary since launching the ER Shred. And it has been absolutely, what would you say, Bob? Epic? Life-changing? It's been uh, boom-bastic. Boom-bastic. <laughs> it's been boom-bastic. Not bombastic. She misspelled it. She put boom-bastic. I mean, it's been pretty like crazy, right? It's, it's been pretty but crazy it's... to watch the live yeah, man, it's it's been crazy it's to watch the lives that have been changed. Um, you know, people people changing on the physical level, the uh, the emotional level, the cellular level. Um, you know, I think we understood why it would work, but we didn't really understand mm. the depth, right? That it would obviously go to, um, and how it would affect so many people from all different uh, walks of life, no matter where they came from. So usually every Tuesday we do a uh, a deep dive. We do a deep dive where we share a story. We pluck somebody out of the ER shred community, uh, somebody who's done four, five, six, seven plus shreds, and they have just adopted the lifestyle. Uh, and every now and then we like to change things up. And my co uh, ER shred ambassador, Mr. Bob Sibright, obviously, you know, thought it would be fun a little bit and, and do a deep dive. From the opposite side, right, Bob? What is it you want to do? Yeah. Tell everybody what your, your mission is and what we're, what we're planning tonight. Well, my intention goes very deep, Jesse. <laughs> There's a lot of depth here, <laughs> as Sean okay. says. Um, no, and my intention simply is this, is that I do want to ask a little more questions in terms of your background, bring it to light in terms of where Jesse Jamnick came from, how he came into isogenics, how he evolved with his thinking and your integrative nutrition experience. But I really wanna yeah. also get into the aspects of ER Shred and we're gonna cover everything from the beginning, the reason why we go to baseline, how we add foods back in long-term, uh, even you know from a standpoint of working out, plateaus to obviously the lifestyle. So we'll cover it all yeah. tonight. So we've got lots on the plate, but I wanna okay. start well, off though, think, with going uh, deep. That sounds like a lot of info. Probably we should probably giddy up and go, huh? If we're gonna cover all that, we're gonna get. Hey, if you let me, I'm gonna giddy up and go. But you gotta all keep right. your be on point. Be on point with your with your uh, answers, okay? As you said to me, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Bob telling me to be on point with my answers. Get out of here. Okay, let's go. Let's go. This is good. All right. Well, Jesse. So going back from the very very beginning, people are aware of the fact that you were with our fulfillment company. Um, being that you were big time, your trainer, you obviously have your, your nutritional background, you're doing your ultra marathons, you're doing your death races and so on. You're a pretty hard person to approach with isogenic. So how did you hear about this nutritional intermittent fasting program and what intrigued you originally to the company? Okay. That's a loaded question. So let's, let me correct something. <clears throat> um, I'm just an average schmuck who likes to do crazy things like run for a very long period of time. And that's all kind of come from a lot of depth. 
Um, you know, I realized that when I started lifting and started working out, it was really to suppress and hide a lot of the things that I was running from. That was like my feel good drug. Some people turn to food. I got very lucky after growing up being overweight that I turned to lifting. Um, fast forward from that. It, once I got into the gym, Bob, it was like this addiction. It was literally like, like a drug, you know what I mean? And I spent mm -hmm. a couple of years down that bad path too. So I can tell you that it was literally like a drug, right? Like once I found it, it was like, whoa, game on, let's go. It was a whole new meaning because I don't know. I just felt, I felt so my, my, so what I'm aiming at Jesse is this is that as you're working out, you are obviously very focused on your fitness, your performances and stuff like that. Flip side of that is you were fully indoctrinated in the supplement industry and you knew just about everything. You tried everything. What was it that intrigued you about our fulfillment company, the nutritional system that was someone introduced it to you? Who did it and how did they get you interested and what was your first experience? Okay. So I do get where you're going and I was just making the point that I'm not this crazy you, you, I don't want to be put up as like this, like, you know, whatever. I'm just an average guy's done this for many years and, and learned right. on the way. Okay. So what got me to it was I was working in a precious metal company, refining precious metals. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Tammy, my, my lab partner at work, uh, knew that I was obviously big into working out, knew that I was slinging supplements out of the back of my truck. Um, she caught me looking at actually a, a competitor at the time, Advocare. And she was like, oh, hell no, you need to check this out. And like, I don't know where it did it. And at first I was like, nope, sorry, nope. Like I had a bad impression, uh, been there, done that, played that game. Like, hell no, not after all these years. And fast forward six months after, research, did a bunch. She played a little trick, had her daughter, Tia, come in, who is a scientist, and she spit a little bit of science lingo to me, and that got me to open my, drop my ego a little bit, dig a little bit deeper, and then finally just say, you know what, the hell with it, let's give it a shot. And my goal say, for saying yes was to prove it wrong. So I set an, a, an alarm in my phone for 30 days and said, call Isogenics, tell them they suck like everybody else, and get your money back. That's okay. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so tell me your first experience. Did you do the nine day? How did you approach the product? Well, at that time, you know, you you started with that. I had the opportunity to buy what's called the value. 30 day. Um, okay. And I went like all in. Like I wanted everything at that point in time. It was supplements. It was eating. It was. Bars. You got everything. And I was doing so much, Bob, that. I just wanted something that was clean across the board because after learning about the back end of supplements and how mischievous it is and how, how cross contaminated and all the bullshit that goes on back there, I really mm -hmm. just wanted something clean. And when Got that it. checked out, perfect. I was all in. So I did the so whole, how did you, it's kind of like, so when you say you did the whole thing, did you just fit it into your current program? Like, replacing other supplements you were using or did you actually end up doing the 252 what we refer to as the, yeah. the core of the program yeah no i did actually did that? that i did that to start okay. uh, because i wanted to make sure that i would understand what it was okay if i'm going to share it with people and tell people right. just like i did the supplements that i slung out of the back of my trunk i was excited about them because i i used them and i thought that they were 
the best at the time. Right. So I needed to make sure that, that it worked for me. So I want you to hold that thought because I'm going to come back to it okay. and you'll see why I asked you that question. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to point out is that you've been very successful with our fulfillment company. You're also part of Team Isogenics, which I don't know if a lot of people in the air shred community are aware of that. But Team Isogenics, you basically have to apply to more or less, right? Yeah. And you're considered a professional in your sport or you are considered a significant knowledgeable individual and typically sports oriented. I mean, I know uh, we, we, we interviewed Aaron. Aaron Harrison is part yeah. of Team Isogenics. You're part of Team Isogenics, but it's a select group. Um, and th that I think is wonderful because it's a testament to the program, to the quality of, of the products and the type of people that we've attracted. Now we're going to get into ER Shred. I know Sean came to you. You've told the story a million times, but Sean came to you in early September probably and asked you to say, take a look at this. What do you think? Um, I was one of those that said, oh my God, red meat. I don't know how that's going to work, you know, and I was very nervous. Um, you had a different take, but you yeah. literally were willing to take a look at it. Um, my question is that you were already pretty much had an idea of what it was like to live in a fat adaptive state, correct? In yes. terms of how you personally ate, yeah. you recognized that this would be a value add and you thought this is interesting. Let's see what happens. Um, I guess this is my question. You had the experience from a nutritional aspect of what Sean and Crystal had created as far as using grass-fed meats, getting rid of all the culprits, et cetera. But this is what blows my mind. Um, I had been, you know, luckily Peter brought me in. Peter brought in Dr. Ruggiero. I was lucky to get on the incubated shakes early. The bone broth, Dr. Plant mentioned, you can do it on cleanse days. So I was doing all of that, yet I still had the blow. Now I could blame it on the pandemic, not going to the gym, working out, but basically me being... 210, 215, which was my average, which I was stuck. I couldn't get any lower than that. That wasn't a good look, but I thought, okay, I look good for an old man. Okay. I think, okay, I'm not what I once was, but here's what I'm getting at. So finally you guys convinced me that, Hey, you're not going to die from this. Why don't you give it 11 days? I do the 11 days, right? I had a complete transformation. I cut through 200 pounds like butter. I went to 195 from 190 from 208. And then I literally went, I'm 188, about 186 today, somewhere in there. But I'm not looking at the scale that often, but I continue to lean out. So I guess this is my question. What is it in your view that makes the ER shred so unique in a comparison? Because I don't, I don't, I think what I, I did before for 17 years served me and it was wonderful. It was a great nutritional system, yet it didn't allow me to become a product of the product, the way we like to say it. I didn't think I was representing the way I could. And I tried everything. On, I was doing macros. I tried a number of different things to try to get my metabolism functioning in order for me to get lean, to get cut. Yeah. Now, now it's happening. I so got the answer why for is you. that? I, I think I, I think I, I think I know. This is, this is what I've, from my own experience of 20 years, from trying to help so many other people, along the way um i the biggest thing is what i've noticed is the fitness and nutrition industry we try to sell 
uh, a magic pill. We try to sell this potion. We try to sell, eat this healthy and, and do all this when we've never addressed the root cause of certain elements that are happening inside the body. And this gets really deep. We don't have time for all this, Bob, but we got to trace it back to farming. We got to trace it back to how the soil is being, being treated, uh, where the animals being grown, where, where that's coming from and start to look at that as actual quality nutrition, meaning that it's nutrient dense, providing all of the stuff that the human body needs to function. And I've gotten to learn that just from <clears throat> trial and error over the course of years, right? So I think mm -hmm. why this works so well is that a typical standard American diet, we have this sad food system already, right? Mm -hmm. Which is nutritionally deprived, if you will, lacking the minerals, lacking the trace minerals, lacking the nutrients that we used to have 60, 70 years ago in our food, right? You can trace right. it back further, but you got to think about this. So we take this, this sad system and then we restrict calories. Everybody talks about restricting calories, restricting calories. And while we're going to reduce the calories with the ER shred protocol, we're not just pulling calories away from a sad diet we're stripping it away bringing the body back but at the same time and this is the crucial part this is the crucial part i believe we are satisfying the human body by replacing what we've taken away with only nutrient dense foods vitamins minerals and nutrients that our cells have been crying for forever and i think that's the biggest difference bob that's the that's the mm -hmm. The big difference right there in that elimination aspect because it, it attacks inflammation, chronic inflammation, which mm -hmm. we know is no good. There's nothing good with it whatsoever. <clears throat> and it allows the body to become alkaline. The body likes to be in a natural state. And we're able to do that with the ER shred protocol without making people suffer, without making them starve, by actually educating them on proper eating along with proper supplementation it's crucial. now i thought i thought i was eating like a really good diet based upon what i thought was a good diet and that is i was having you know i would have fish i would have lean meats like chicken i would do a lot of veggies broccoli uh cauliflower you know asparagus i had salads um, I tried to watch the dressing. I was having balsamic vinegar, you know, vinaigrette rather than, you know, like Thousand Island dressing, that type of thing. But, but I guess what I'm getting at is the vegetables. And I did go vegan for a while um, yeah. <laughs> at the advice of a doctor. But my body broke down. I was aching and pains and felt miserable after about seven, eight weeks. But I guess the point being is that the idea of eating clean, like clean, lean meats and vegetables – that wasn't serving me based upon my bloat, how I felt, my fog brain. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is I started, I was worried I had Alzheimer's. I thought I had, might have early dementia. I mean, I was forgetting things, um, old names, high school memories, college things, things that I should remember, major events. I'm like, oh yeah, what was his name? What was that book I read? Um, I just wasn't hitting on all cylinders. ER Shred got me there. It didn't happen in 11 days, but it was a process. Yeah. But there was a healing process that went on. And all I did was add grass-fed butter, grass-fed steaks, got rid of the lean meats, and got rid of all the veggies and fruits. And I did bring it in. And that 
gave me the opportunity, I guess, to heal my body. Is that what you would call it? We're going through a healing process? For sure. Yeah. I think, I think what we don't realize, Bob, is that we have completely lost control of where our food comes from these days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'm done arguing the fact, like it, it's, it's just, if you just open your eyes a little bit to it, it, it's freaking everywhere. You know what I mean? Like we're, 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 we're outsourcing our organic fruits and vegetables from Mexico. They're being shipped to us. They're, they're picked when they're not ripe. Like how, so I started to question like really how good is this shit for me? Like everybody says this is good for me, but why can't I go to the bathroom? Right? Like I'm a healthy athlete for crying out loud. Why don't I have a good bowel movement flow? Why am I like sitting on the toilet for so long when I'm walking my dog and my dog's going poo in like 2.2 seconds. You know what I mean? Like something wasn't right. So it's not that they're horrible, but I'm always open to questioning, Bob. This is kind of how I've gotten to where mm-hmm. I'm at now after all these years is just being like, well, why is this? And when you start to kind of put all this stuff together, you know, I've just been fortunate to learn a little bit about farming, and a little bit about microbiology and a little bit about, you know, pesticides and herbicides and dig into that and all these different topics, right? To, so to let's, let's, let me that. ask you real quick about but, maybe, but, but you're asking me about all these things, right? Maybe- yep. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, as humans, we actually weren't made to eat all this other crap that they tell us that we're allowed to eat. All mm-hmm. this so-called healthy, like, I don't know, like, like animals don't change what they eat every day. You know what I mean? They live mm-hmm. pretty damn good lives until their life is over. Like, I just, you know, like I'm looking at the good, like the lions and the gators and like the sharks, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> The killer whales, like they just like, you're not going to see a killer whale going to eat kale. You know what I mean? Like they're going after steel for a reason. So maybe we have this thing and we know that things like uncooked vegetables aren't good for people. So maybe that was damaging your gut and you didn't even know it, Bob. Or maybe Mm -hmm. some soy or maybe some gluten or maybe some other harmful pesticides and herbicides because you were just putting it all in. And you thought it was healthy. You thought you were eating this clean diet that we're promoted, right? We say heart healthy diet, right? Well, what the hell is that? Because every time that I hear of somebody going to a doctor and they're told to lose weight, they never come out with a plan. So what's a heart healthy diet? Like, what does that mean? So just start to question. Does, does that am I, am I on track with where you're at? No, you're on track. I do want to cover though, because we do have a lot to cover. I do want to get back to getting the the critic. Why is it so critical that we get the baseline? And yeah, I know you give us the tracks to follow for 11 days. That's yeah. all it. But here's the question. The follow-up question is this. The 11 days, in my view, is the absolute minimum. Everybody's unique and different, but it might take you two back-to-backs to get to baseline, right? Or do you think we can achieve it in 11 days? No. That was my question. No. So, so baseline is what baseline is is removing all of the inflammatory foods basically what i call poison the flour the sugar the stuff that serves zero nutritional value or purpose inside the body okay and only fueling the body with what i like to call rocket fuel vitamins minerals and nutrients that's baseline right bring the body right. knock out inflammation get the body back to alkaline state. So we, we did touch on that, but that's the beauty of baseline. And until you've been there, Bob, you can, you can think you're eating right, but how do you actually know until you've played around with something like an elimination diet? Right. And it's beautiful because with the shred, unlike the, the others that I practiced in the past, people are excited about this one. 
people are looking forward to another one. So I don't think that if you come into this from a, as, okay, I'm going to do this for 11 days. Yes. That's a great start point. Like I got to go to 11 days, but you've got to have a backup plan after that. Because again, right. this is lifestyle. Like we're not looking to, you know, we got to stop this nonsense of like 11 days. Like you just spent 12 years, dude, 14 years trashing yourself. We got to stop this thing that's going on in the world where everybody wants a quick freaking fix. It doesn't exist. It's never going to exist in the nutrition world. And if anybody preaches that to you, you should probably run far away because it's bullshit. Like, oh no, so we can only, we people got to come into it going, okay, 11 days, but I need to take what I learned and continue to carry that with me. You can't just go back to what trashed your body in the first Mm -hmm. place of why you said yes, why would we flip flop back? So I just wanted to make, I don't think 11 days. That's perfect. So I did the 11 days, but then I was like many, I'm like, holy cow, I feel really good. I'm like, this is crazy. And I had done back-to-back cleanses, so that wasn't a big deal for me to go to just do it again. I thought, well, I'm gonna continue with this. And the crazy thing is, is that the second 11 days, I felt even better. It was like yeah. one of these things, the longer I stayed stayed on the tracks and didn't vary, the better I felt. Yeah. And I'm like, this is incredible. Um, I know I spoke to you, thankfully, I realized that my gut wasn't gonna heal itself in two weeks. For me, it was actually closer to three months to where all of a sudden I'm like, wow, things are starting to work the way they were designed to work, which in my body, that never happened. Um, but thankfully this got me on that right process, not too much information, but here's what I wanted to talk about. This is kind of what Sean talks about the depth. I think it's beautiful that you've created a system where we are allowing people to decide for themselves. This is the empowerment aspect that you talk about, right? And there's a huge difference from someone saying, Jesse, oh my God, I feel great. Can I do it again? And we say, of course you can do it again. Hell yeah, go for it, right? But we want people to arrive at that decision themselves. We don't want to tell people, this is what you have to do out of compliance. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, we're completely different. It's a little bit scary. Everyone is being, they're, they're programmed to be told what to do and when to do it and how to do it, right? And they kind of freak out when you say, just do this for 11 days. Huh. Well, what do I do after that? Don't worry about it. Just do it for 11 days. And typically the answer we hope for is, can I do it again? Now, given your experience in nutrition with cleanses, with everything, have you ever seen this phenomenon happen before? Even with our old fulfillment company where people go through the 11 days and literally come to you and ask you, can I do it again? No. I've never seen that myself in 17 years. I've asked Sean. He said, I've never seen it before. I know Tony Escobar said he's never seen it before. There's something so magical going on. What do you think it is? Is it just a switch in the brain where you're feeling good? Or what? why do you think it's so different? Is it just getting rid of all the culprits? Is it that simple? Well, it's as simple to say it, but it's complex in what it's actually doing. Mm-hmm. It's so complex. Like, And when somebody is struggling and you get a person that's tried for years or they've been told one thing and they're really, they feel like they're trying, they're doing everything. They're not getting where they need to get to. I mean, look, the reality is Bob, people feel like crap. People Mm -hmm. fake every day. They walk around with fake smiles. They don't actually feel good every day. And that's sad. That's very sad to me. 
Um, and people are good fakers, right? They, they do a good mm-hmm. job. Um, and I think when you, when you feel good, you start to, it's a combination of like, one, why would you not want to feel good? Two, oh my God, there's hope. Three, I can actually do it. Uh, there's, there's all these different things. And for each person, it's going to be different, right? And then you right. wrap that up with this amazing community that we've added in for everybody, which is crazy good break in my opinion like if you don't have time to play in the community a little bit i don't know what to tell you you know what i mean like you wrap that up with that and it kind of helps you get through because i already know from a coaching standpoint bob the average person's going to hit 11 days and they're going to be in their mind like the average typical person that we always see is all right i did 11 days like time to reward myself and if that reward switch is automatically turning to something that triggered you in the past, AKA food, AKA alcohol, whatever, like you're not clean yet. You know what I mean? Like, so you have a right. choice to make. We're teaching you to make that choice and live with that consequence. If you choose to go back, you're going to feel like crap really quick. So you get to find out that magic for yourself. And then you get to make that choice like, okay, I don't want to feel like this because I just experienced what I felt like and I want more of that. And people then make that decision. So we offer the solution. They raise their hand. They say yes. They come. They come alive. Then they have that choice to stay and continue or they go away, but then they come back. And people are starting to realize that the longer you do this, it's not a punishment to be healthy. In fact, it's the opposite. It's the complete opposite. You're giving yourself so much more value in life by giving yourself that gift of health to do whatever you do. And you learn to balance fun and manage life and still like what everybody thinks you don't do, like have fun and all that. I don't know. I do the complete opposite. I have fun every freaking day, even working hard. Does that make sense? Well, one of the, one of the things that I love about our community is that I hope it keeps people engaged on the aspect of what's possible because yeah. I, I mean, honestly, this is so simple, but like you said, it's so complex, but what's really cool is that it doesn't matter if you are in your eighties your seventies, sixties, if you're in your twenties, if you're male, female, if you're an athlete, if you're a couch potato, everybody is getting great results, right? It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that it does benefit you is we want to set expectations. It's, I don't think it's realistic and maybe we're getting bad at this because we're chasing the dream or at least I am. I'm thinking now, now I'm like, I'm so motivated. I'm going to get back in the gym. I'm going to work out because now I have a new goal because I see that it's achievable. Whereas before I wasn't getting there. My question is, I think it's really good that we set expectations for the community because We've abused our bodies for years, right? And it, it, it's, I don't think it's realistic to say, hey, it's going to be one month, two months, three months, you know, five months, I'm going to look like Jesse or I'm going to look like Sean. Um, it's a process, right? And it's, it's a journey. But it's once you, I think, buy into being healthy, this is my, I guess, this is the better way to look at it. Once you buy into being healthy, the longer you can serve your body with foods that, or foods that serve you, right, the better off you're going to be. This yeah, isn't, you, you didn't become Jesse Jamnick because you decided on uh, 2012, which I know you did 20 years earlier than that, um, to decide to eat healthy. You, you see what I'm saying? It took years for you to get where you're at today. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. But what, 
what was your tell me the question real quick i want to set expectations for the group as far as what they i mean you're going to have results but i think one of the worst like, things is to judge yourself against others yeah and also maybe in your mind think oh i should be here when there might be a lot of other things susan brought this up there could be a lot of things going on from um things like candida to your hormones um it could be your age you know where you've been your activity your level of exercise muscle memory comes into play there's a lot of things that will affect the time frame of your outcome right this isn't it I, it's close to saying it's one size fits all but at the same time i think sometimes some people get disappointed they're getting like oh i'm only down six pounds and i'm only you know whatever and you're like are you kidding me right <laughs> you're down six okay. pounds when did you so, lose so six pounds so I think this is multifaceted. People think like that because unfortunately we're bombarded with billions of dollars worth of, of shit ads, quite frankly, mm -hmm. um, that are promising, uh, you know, take this pill and lose weight. You can still eat potato chips. Uh, you, you can be lazy as all hell bread. And, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's this fake thing. And then it's all this, Photoshop and magazines and this and that and everything's changing and oh my god, Bob, it's it's out of control. So people have to do that inner self work with a lot of inner self work, and we hear this thing all the time. Comparison's the thief of all joy, and it's it's cliche. We've heard it a lot, but how about instead of just going, oh, I heard that again? How about we stop doing that crap to ourselves? And listen, that's easier said than done because I still do it, okay? Like, I, I don't think we ever become perfect. I don't know why we feel we have to strive for perfection. Uh, unfortunately, I ruined, like, a good chunk of my life trying to do that and be somebody that I thought somebody else needed to, to see or whatever versus, like, innerly self-loving myself, which is still a work in progress too, right? So why do I mm -hmm. bring that up? Because it's all part of the journey, Bob. You know, health is not this physical thing. Like, it's like... Like, first of all, do you really want to do what I do? Do Like, what's your purpose of doing that? I don't do what I do to have the muscles. Now, you might go, oh, that's easy for you. No, I'm serious. It's been so many years that, like, I personally don't give a shit. Like, does it feel good? Do I feel confident? Do, do I like the way that it makes my clothes fit? Yes, I'm not going to stay here and lie, but that's so superficial crap. Like for me, it's about the longevity of having daily quality of life to play with my kids or to be mm -hmm. able to work like I do or to show up for loved ones or to, oh my God, this bad thing in life just happened. Okay, I can deal with this. Like I can do hard things because I've done this over and over and over again. So I show up for healthy and I want people to focus on that. If I can preach anything, Bob, it's that, not the superficial thing of, of stuff. So people have to realize that it's so unfair because you're coming from a different place. You're coming from a totally different place of your health, your history, your background. Um, how were you taught? Was your mom and dad taught wrong and they taught you wrong? Were their parents taught wrong and then they taught them wrong and they taught you wrong? Like how many generations has shit been going on for? You know, we always hear this thing like, well, that's genetic. Is it genetic or is it genetic bad shit information that's been passed on over and over again? So when we're doing this, Bob, people have to realize that some, some people, it could take six months to feel like where you go, wow, I really feel good today. And, and at the end so of the day, I, I, I like that. 
I like the authenticity and the honesty in the group. And we will have people saying I'm on a fifth or sixth shred and it finally hitting. It's finally hitting like, oh my God, now I understand why. But why is it important for somebody not to stress out about that? Because six months, okay? Like we 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 sell ourselves this that six months is a long period of time. Listen, six months from now is going to be here whether you do A, B, and C or not. So if you right. do A, B, and C and it takes six months to get to that ultimate goal, are you telling me it's not worth it because it took six months and you didn't have rocket shit happen in, in 11 days? Like we got to just stop with this bad storytelling and these assumptions and these so I know I want to get this. I got all these questions to get to. One of the things I want to get to is we get to baseline. And one of the bigger questions in the group is always, how do I introduce foods? And how would you tell people yeah. to go about that? I know I went incredibly <laughs> slow because I was terrified to put okay. anything in my body. But I'm so glad you brought this up because I. it's like, you know, I don't need to laugh, but it's like, this reminds me of like, of like, uh, female bodybuilders that unfortunately were told like eat four pieces of asparagus. Don't go over. Like, and they come out and they're like, I don't know what to eat. Like, Oh my God. Like the ER shred, listen to me closely, please. The ER shred was never intended to make this some diet where you can't eat food. It's the opposite. But in order to get to a place, what food is serving you, meaning that, it provides you energy. Bob, have you ever eaten a food before where it sucked your energy dry and you felt really bad? Absolutely. Okay. Have you yeah. ever eaten a food where after you ate that food, you felt more energized and then you were more focused and you wanted to actually do work and perform life better? My butter coffee. Okay, good. So you understand <laughs> The bigger thing, right? Like, so our goal is understand that we can't help people get healthy unless we address the root fundamental causes of what's going on first. And from my experience of learning from really smart people, 10 times smarter than me in the functional medicine space and holistic world, we have to address the root causes of, of any major disease, which is inflammation and the body being out of whack. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the ER shred has to start there because it has to be you, Bob, if you build a bad found, if you build this beautiful home on a bad foundation over time, is that beautiful home going to stand or crumble? It crumbles. So that's what will happen with our health. So we do the ER shred and then we build in. So when you go to add foods, Bob, okay, here's the question. Here's your answer. But it's important to understand the base, right? Now, when you get to a place, if this takes you three shreds, four shreds, five shreds, I don't care. You don't have to add foods in between if you don't want to. But eventually, there are foods that are wiser to start with than others. Am I going to go back to adding gluten and grain and flour and sugar? No, that would be 
idiotic of me, right? Catastrophic, right. I'm going to go to things like olives, which are fermented, and sauerkraut, and I'm going to feed the good gut bacteria that I just helped, you know, manage inside my gut. I'm going to give them good foods that I know fuel them. I'm going to feed them hard cheeses. I'm going to feed them squashes. I'm going to try vegetables, but I'm going to go one at a time because I found out that when I eat broccoli, I get instantly bloated, and you don't want to be around when I eat a raw salad these days, which I used to eat miles, I can show you pictures of my dinners that I used to be like, eat more salad. Holy shit, was that mm-hmm. crazy? Now I do that and it's like, watch out. You don't want to be around me. You know what I mean? No no protein farts, veggie farts. Yeah. It's been 10 months for me and I've not had a salad in 10 okay. months. Okay. So people don't, but listen. People can do what they want, Bob. If people just want to stay with a limited food group, I don't want you to be deterred by anybody. Like it's nobody else's business if you are sick of eating the same food or not. But to get the best results, I mean, here's my thought. We you work so hard for eleven days. Let's say you do back to back, and you're doing it for twenty two days. You know, you work really hard to get to a baseline. Um, You owe it to yourself to go slow to find out what are the culprits, right? I mean, that's that would be my best advice, not just go back to quote unquote eating normal. Oh, I had pizza and, and you added in six or seven things that also could be culprits. As you yeah, said, I would go not slow. recommend, like if you, if you do that to yourself, Bob, listen again, people have spent years. I don't know how many, but most of them have spent multiple years. I think it's safe to say people that have come and found or whatever, they've probably spent five years or more, you know, not actually fueling their body at a cellular level. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if you get to baseline and you, after 11 days, go to cheat with, you know, some, some bread that's going to spike your insulin. And again, it's only been 11 days. You can't expect magical miracles in only 11 days. Although, although you're going to feel amazing. Although we've seen amazing results, although people come back with great weight loss and inches lost. And, you know, it looks like they lost five years because inflammation's gone and their skin's breathing again for crying out loud. Like, you know what I mean? Like the human body's functioning and pumping blood the way it should. And and holy shit, this is how it should be. So people are going to see that in a short period of time, but long-term health, Bob, it takes much longer. So we need to go, why would you put that bad food in? You want to keep serving the body. You're absolutely right. Keep going with good foods. So we're, you haven't broken the habits yet either. So I've listened to Jesse, which I did, thankfully. I stayed on the tracks. I didn't deviate at all. I think my first, I think I did green beans and then I did broccoli. Same thing. I've had broccoli once yep. in the last 10 months. That yep. was enough for me. Brussels sprouts once enough for me. I've had green beans and asparagus. Those are the only two vegetables that I've had. Um, My question is simply this. If we follow the directions, the goal at the end of the rainbow is fat adaptation. You're fat adaptive. Let's talk about what it means to be fat adaptive versus functioning off of um, functioning off of sugar carbs. Okay. So we're going to keep this answer really simple. There's only two ways for the human body to get its energy source. One of them is by fat and one of them is from glucose, carbohydrates and sugars. Okay. Most Mm -hmm. of us are, we've trained our body with the, the American diet that we have today with the high carbs and the flour and everything else. Like we've trained ourselves to function off of glucose, carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. sugar. 
what we don't realize or what I've come to realize through independent work, a lot of self-study, testing it out with all different walks of people and, and learning from, you know, a, a science community that's not backed by uh, an end factor, meaning they're not staring vegetation, that you know, veganism, or they're not staring carnivore, but like they're neutral, learning from that place and, and really just trying, you learn that the human body thrives off of fat. 90% of us, 90% um, of our body actually can function and, and function better when you're fueling it off of fat. Your brain, on the other hand, loves its glucose, loves the sugar, I, loves that. It can function. ER shred is beautiful because this isn't stripping so far back like keto. We're not going 20 grams or less, which I don't know. Like I've, I've seen some bad stuff come out about that, and I've never heard mm -hmm. somebody be able to do that long term. We're giving the body the balance of what it needs, but the carbs that we're using are very strategic in the shakes and such, and then other veggies that we're going to add back in. Um, I get them through chia seed and flaxseed and good quality, high premium nut mixes like pecans and walnuts and almonds. And you can get some good carbs. Like this isn't about, again, stripping away whatever, Bob. It's mm -hmm. about identifying the foods that are really giving us what we need to fuel and function off of being fat adapted. Really what the actual goal is, is metabolic flexibility. It's actually not even just fat adapted. So I, I was gonna go, let's, let's talk about that. So here's, I'll use myself as an example. I've got diabetes in my family. My dad was a skinny diabetic. My grandfather died of a heart attack from diabetes. He was thin. Yeah. Um, the bottom line, I noticed that um, as I aged, that my insulin levels they were referring to me as becoming more insulin resistant, yeah. which is not a good thing, right? No. Which you're borderline pre-diabetic. Um, they start to watch things. I mean, they're looking at your blood panel and saying, okay, this isn't good, the direction you're going in, the trends. When I did this program with ER Shred, everything flipped on a dime. Everything that I was told is bad for me, grass-fed butter, lots of red meat. That obviously turned everything upside down for me in a good way and like right. an alarming good way. Here's the biggest thing was the aha for me is that I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I worked out forever I and mean, there's periods of times where I didn't, but I was the type of person that because I functioned on glucose, because I'm a car, I was a carb addict, I had to eat before a workout. I couldn't go into a workout fasted, meaning I didn't have anything in my body. I would never make it. I'd have a sugar lull and I would crash and burn. So I, I always had to have oatmeal, maybe a couple eggs. I had to have a meal in, wait an hour, and then go work out. What I've noticed today, and I asked Sean this, and he said this is the same thing happening to him. All I need is two cups of my bullet coffee with grass-fed butter, yeah. which I put about two tablespoons, maybe more yeah. in of each cup. And that's enough to fuel me for a full two-hour workout. I mean, yeah. a great workout. And I don't have a low. That's the craziest thing. I can push myself harder than ever before. But where before, I would judge myself based upon me hitting a low, like my sugars are getting low, like, wow, I'm tired. I got to call it quits. Boy, that was a good day in the gym. I got to look at my watch and say, wow, I actually been going at this for almost two hours. I think it's time to take a break. It's my body adjusting to the realization that I'm functioning differently burning fat than how I functioned when I was burning glucose. Does that make sense? Well, the simple answer is yes. So because you can only store so much energy in 
in the in the body in the form of of glycogen, right? Mm -hmm. Those sugars or fat. Now, fat mm -hmm. you can store over a hundred thousand calories worth of energy. Sugars you can store two thousand. So I was the same right. way. Like training, training as an endurance athlete before taking on this lifestyle again when we launched this because I, I tried this before in some way not exactly the same but taking mm -hmm. this on again you know it it's understanding that that's what it feels like the body's always fed you notice how you're ever you're not really ever starving anymore either you just like hunger starts to creep in little by little you're like okay yeah. i could fuel myself like so the, what i do now bob is i literally eat big portions throughout the day, but not nearly as much. I used to eat like eight times a day, right? And now what mm -hmm. I find myself is I just, I fuel up on proteins and fats. And sometimes that can be six, seven, 800 calories. Cause my goal again is 3,500 or 4,000 a day for my athletic performance of what I'm looking to do. That's my goals. Okay. So I mm -hmm. eat that much at one time and then I'll go for hours without fueling. I'll also learn throughout time we're not going to get into all this but this strategy behind timing it around workouts intra um you know um pre-workout intra workout post-workout you can start to play with those types of things depending upon what well, okay that brings up a good question so here's the thing this is what i would tell our group what i've learned from you don't overthink it because if you do get to the point where you're fat adaptive we used to always think in terms of what am i going to have for a pre-workout what am i going to do for a post-workout yeah. I literally am like Sean says, it's all about the feels. If I'm hungry, oh, I eat. Yeah. If I'm hungry, I eat. If I'm not hungry, I don't that's think it. about it. And um, I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm because mindful about getting two shakes in a day because I feel better when I do two shakes. Okay. But, but I want, so let's give people, let me share with you my reasoning behind why I decided this is the way that I choose to live the rest of life. Because I mm -hmm. believe that you can still be very healthy and eat eat your carbs and have your pizzas and do your things. Like if that's what you want to do, go for it. However, what I've come to the conclusion of learning is that when I eat certain foods, my blood sugars spike higher than when I eat other foods. So mm -hmm. I know that when I spike blood sugars higher and crash them down and stuff to that nature, and I want to go and like, be an idiot and have the ice cream and the cookies and whatever the heck the case is like I used to do, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is I'm breaking down my system and it's, it's designation of how it was designed to function. Over time, that will lead to, if you do choose to live that way, over time, that will lead to insulin resistance. This is what I'm saying. This is, this is why, right? So for me, right. when I'm choosing to be mostly fat adapted now, but metabolic flexibility to meaning that if carbs are present, my body can boom, utilize them real quick, burn them. And then my body's going to shift right back over into burning fat because that's what I've trained it to do. That's metabolic mm -hmm. flexibility. Okay. So I mm -hmm. want my body primarily burning fat. There's all sorts of good stuff that happens in that, in that stage. Okay. Energy, longevity, workouts, but mostly the reason is for cellular health. In my opinion, and that's where the cleansing and stuff like I want healthy cells being be, I want healthy cells making more healthy cells. You know what I mean? Because over right. time, as my skin cells replace themselves every 28 days and my red blood cells replace themselves every three months and my my brain cells replace themselves. I want that shit getting better. Like well, it, it, it's the same aging. It, 
Th- it's same to say like our gut health, uh, good bacteria versus bad bacteria. That doesn't happen overnight in no. terms of your, your, your gut balancing in a good way. It, it also didn't get bad overnight. So people right. that are going to take time, but to, to balance out the gut flora, I mean, you're talking about a process, right? It's like mm-hmm. you can't start lifting weights and expect to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and have the biceps tomorrow. You can't, you can't start a business today and expect to become a multimillionaire tomorrow. It just, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Like, so yes, it's a process and people got to understand like, why would you keep doing it? Well, one, I don't view what we do as a punishment in any way. I, I, I cringe when I hear people like kind of be like, Oh, you can't eat. No, no, no. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I can eat anything I want. I choose not to eat this because of what I'm explaining to you and because of how I feel. And if people could just focus on that, Bob, like focus on those bigger pictures, it's a lot easier to make good decisions. Oh, in the early, in the early days for me, I kept telling Sean, I was terrified of putting a carb in my body because I felt so damn good. I was terrified of putting something in my body that would make me feel less than I just didn't want to do it. I mean, why? And I'm, I'm that way. I went to Mexico, had a couple drinks. I had some chips and guac. Four days in, I felt like hell. I, I mean, I had to eat what they served, yeah. but you know, I was trying to eat the heat of meat, stuff like that. But the point is, is that that diet didn't serve me. And after four or five days, I was like, get me out of here because can I, can I'm I, not sleeping well. Okay. I think, this will, I think this will help people. I just went on my last summer vacation with my mm-hmm. family, right? I, I, I tried to stay off social media, so there wasn't much posting because that was my mission this year was two vacations. Don't get on that shit every day. Like engage in life, real life, create the memory. So take the pictures, but don't post every day. So I went on the vacation. The second vacation, we drove to Vermont. We visited my uh, Crystal's parents for a few days. Then we went to Rhode Island, spent that time with my sister. Now my, my Crystal's parents, right? They're taking care of two kids right now. Life is crazy. Life is stressed. Like they are the best, nicest people in the entire world. They always try to feed me what I want. Like what's Jesse eating these days? Cause I'm like, they've known me for eight years and they've seen me like go through these different things. Right. So Crystal's like, he eats meat and eggs and butter. And I stayed on concept, Bob, but for those days, I'll be it wasn't pasture raised eggs. It wasn't grass fed steak. It wasn't grass fed butter but I was still in the concept of what I teach. Now, I'll be honest with you. It messed with my gut for a couple of days. My bowels weren't right. But is that mm. ultimately going to take me away? No. People got to stop stressing about these little ones and twos, these types of things, right? Like the bit, I need people to, to stress more, Bob, on keep showing up every day. And even if every day is not perfect, if 80% of the day is good, you freaking win. And over time, built up 80%, 80%, 80%, 80%, it's going to ultimately win. There's And my point to the story is, no matter how disciplined you want to be and how dedicated you want to be, you know, this this program is is giving you that baseline, but then it's giving you the flexibility to learn and bounce and go and, you know, just be okay with yourself, right? Well, one thing I've learned, one thing I've learned is that 10 months in, the longer I've stayed clean, eating like this, the more sensitive my body becomes to things that are toxic to it or culprits, if you will. Um, A culprit today hits me like a ton of bricks compared to maybe it was an awareness like, oh, well, that wasn't so good in November. But in 
August or September, coming up here in September, if I were to have broccoli, it would be a, a lot worse for me, in my opinion. And it's yeah. that, I don't, and, and because of that, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't know how to explain it. I don't crave even having a damn beer. I think I've had, I, I had a couple beers in Mexico, but I'm usually, I'm an, I'm an old Scott. I mean, I used to drink alcohol like it was like firewater. I mean, easy. Because I, I don't crave because, it anymore. Because we've associated everything that goes on, right? Like we've, we've had these stories that have been made up by marketing companies and industries to tell us mm -hmm. you should drink at every occasion. You should, you're celebrating friends, you're rewarding, you're cheersing, you're, you know, you're whatever. When but you I, guess, I guess the point being is that I still drink and to, to some people, like my wife would think to an excess almost like, holy cow, you could drink a lot. Well, she's a teetotaler. Yeah. But I drank like that with our former program where I was eating a balanced 30, 30, 30 zone diet, you know, yeah, carbs, yeah, balanced yeah. fats, so forth. I drank then. Now under ER Shred, I'm just saying I don't have the desire to drink at all. I just don't even care to even look at it. It's like I look at it and I go, it doesn't mean like, oh, that would taste good. I just I don't even desire to have it. I get what you mean. Okay, so so here's the thing. What you've done, Bob, is you've filled the body for so long with such dense nutrition, your body's fueling on the cellular level. Listen, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Like, can you enjoy alcohol? You can, but listen, let me just let me just tell you, there's zero good to alcohol. Okay. It's freaking sugar. It goes straight to your liver. It's not providing you nutrition. If you want to enjoy it responsibly, like you and I do, I have a beer mm -hmm. every now and then I can go on vacation and drink five beers for an entire week. And I'm like, yeah, like this is cool. You know, like it affects me differently, but I also know it doesn't serve me. And my purpose of going on vacation has changed to where in my younger years, it was party, party, party. And mm -hmm. now it's create memories, have fun, be in the zone, be able to wake up at 4 a.m. to catch sunrise or climb a mountain to catch sunrise, show my kids what the world looks like before everything else wakes up. Like my, my meaning in life has changed. You know what I mean? And people can sure. do that. So you can make that change. And this program gives people that flexibility. You can choose what, what you want to do. I think that I think that's the, the lesson here is that if you listen to Jesse, right, and if you stay on the tracks and you decide that, hey, I feel really, really good, I think I'm going to eat like this more often, over time what you're going to find is that this isn't hard because you actually feel so good. I don't feel deprived. You don't feel deprived. No. This is People look at me like I'm weird. Like, I, don't you get bored just eating salmon or steak every night? I'm like, no, I've had steak six nights in a row. Tonight's steak was beautiful. It was as good as last night's steak, right? Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's for me, you know, I don't know, dude. Like, I just, like, eventually also, too, you know, again, big picture. I don't know where somebody's at, so don't go, don't go ham on this. But eventually, when you get to a balanced point, and, Bob, that might take a year for some people, okay? It might mm -hmm. take a lot of work. But when you get to a point where you're kind of just thriving, like you're healthy, you know, things are good. Like when I was on vacation, you know, with, with my, with my nieces and nephews, I stopped, you know, we went out, um, we brought the girls to a beach. We caught sunrise again. We took the dogs and I said, Hey girls, we're going to stop for a special treat. Okay. We stopped mm -hmm. at seven stars bakery, um, up on, up in Providence, Rhode Island, um, handmade bakeries, absolutely delicious. The kids all got a cinnamon bun and, you know, um, 
Crystal got a bear claw. I had a little tiny piece of this like donut. And when I ate it, it didn't even affect me how it would some people because it first it tasted so high in sugar that I was like, ah, eh, this doesn't even taste good anymore. It's amazing how things change for you. So, but I didn't feel like I was missing out and I didn't feel right. like it was bad for the kids either, right? Because I knew what was going to happen. The kids are going to go, oh, I'm hungry in a little bit. And this is what happened. Their blood sugar spiked. Then they started crying. And then what did they want? They wanted a pop. I said, nope, we're going to eat some real food now. And they all had a shake. And then I didn't hear again for hours that they were hungry. So that's just another example. Like, why am I sharing these stories? So people can see the balance of life. Because that's what right. it was all about. This long-term balance. You got to create, you got to find that balance on your scale. And it's so I got another I got another question I got to fit in here, Jesse. About okay, so we're fat adaptive. In the past, with our old program, when someone would hit a plateau, and I know I typically would notice this if someone had to lose more than fifty pounds, that they would typically hit a plateau at about fifty pounds, and then they'd hit it again maybe at a hundred pounds. Yeah. But we would tell people to increase their protein to get through that plateau. But now that you're in a fat adaptive state. Do you see people still having plateaus? And if they do hit a plateau, yeah. what do you recommend they do? Or yeah. is that just so the body it's, taking a pause? It's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. This is, again, the journey. It's a journey. You've got to take it in phases, okay? So your body is so toxic. It's so out of whack that when you first start something and you clean things up, meaning that you take away the poison and you only give it the rocket fuel – of course, you're going to see amazing results. Like you're actually allowing the body to do what the body's designed to do, which is be amazing. But eventually the alkalinity is going to balance. You can, you can cleanse and take out the toxins, right? You can have this system. And we factor in what's called total daily energy expenditure, which is how much energy are you burning to maintain homeostasis and to maintain the exercise level that you are particularly engaged in, if there is any whatsoever. You don't have to be engaged in it. Now, what's going to happen over time, Bob, as body composition, body composition changes, meaning that you're now holding on to more lean muscle, you're shedding the visceral body fat, the inner organ fat, your metabolic needs are going to change. Susan is screaming, finally, thank you. I know, Susan. So your metabolic, um, Composition. your metabolic needs are going to change. You need to now recalculate your total daily energy expenditure after you when you hit that plateau. Because what happens if your body's functioning and your, meta, your, your metabolism is faster now? What happens if your mm -hmm. digestive food's better? What happens if you're absorbing things better now? And you are. What happens if all of a sudden you have more energy and, hey – I'm walking three miles a day and I was doing nothing but sitting on my couch before. What happens if I'm now lifting weights? Your, your needs are going to continue to change. And the only thing that needs to change is how much fuel you need to give your body in order to hit the goal that you're pursuing. So again, is it, is it, is it safe mass, to say that people will be hungry enough to recognize that just because of their level of activity that they're like, oh, I need to eat more? Or do you think people really need to track that? I don't think they need to go crazy, but I do think that there's a time and a place where tracking calories, especially at the beginning of your journey, can actually help because it can put a correlation to what kind of energy 
and how much energy. Notice how I'm not speaking in calories, Bob. I'm speaking in energy because that's what we're putting in is energy. Mm -hmm. So are we putting in rocket fuel energy or are we putting in garbage energy? That's right. Based well, on calorie, you can't measure calorie. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a designation of energy, but it's not like you can say a calorie is measurable except for in a scientific lab. I mean, it's not. It's a degree you know, of heat. It's a degree of heat. It's a, exactly. Changing no. water, one degree heat. So the thing is, though, what I have noticed, and this is for probably for everybody, you're absolutely correct. It's counterintuitive, but in order for you to continue to have the success you're having, muscle burns more burns more energy than fat. So as your body's putting on more muscle, your, your composition's changing, you have more muscle mass versus fat or fat's declining and your muscles going up, you're going to burn more energy. So as a result, this is the counterintuitive aspect. In order to keep fueling that furnace, you have to eat more. You uh -huh. can't eat less. And this is where the mental mind F of everybody's past knowledge haunts them. And you need to be strong enough to be willing to unlearn what you think you know is the truth and try something different. Have a little bit of faith. There's plenty of examples of this. I literally just got a message from one of our shred warriors, Nicole Hayes, right? We know, we know Nicole. She's, she's had like a 50 plus pound weight loss. She's like a brand new person. She's helped other people. She reached out and her, her coworker, exact same situation. She stopped. She lost 40 plus pounds and she stalled. I said, Nicole, you have to trust me. I need you to add 200 more calories in the form of protein and fat. So that's a protein shake with maybe a tablespoon of um, MCT oil or a couple mm -hmm. of tablespoons of, of more butter or some other form of healthy fat. And people have this ha have been trained that if we eat more, we'll gain more weight. No, if you're eating the opposite. proper foods that your body is properly digesting and properly utilizing the nutrition that you're putting in, notice all those properly points at this point in time. It's a very different situation than if so, we're eating in the past of all sorts of empty junk. So an example, a quick, a quick example of that is you could tell people to do, um, do a scoop of isoprol and maybe um, a tablespoon of coconut oil and Absolutely. blend it with ice cubes Absolutely. and slam it before bed. That's not going to cause you to gain weight at all, will it? And no. it'll actually help fuel your metabolism. Yes. Or somebody could even add a tablespoon of MCT oil to a shake after it's been incubated when they mm -hmm. go to blend it again. And that's 120 calories of amazing fat. You see, we're mm -hmm. only giving the body a little bit more. So you're, you, you nailed it spot on, Bob. Like, so I'll do, I'll, I know you're saying MCT oil, but MCT, MCT oil, they'll sell it. Right. I mean, I think you also got to be careful, Jesse, which ones you get. Cause there's some good and some bad. I think some of them may load up with junk. Absolutely. Um, so you gotta be careful with that. Another thing I've done is unrefined coconut oil. That's organic from Costco. I will throw that a tablespoon in my shake. I actually put that tablespoon of that in my butter. But the thing that's nice about that is it makes the shake creamier. If you're looking from a texture standpoint, you can, if you have a blender, you can blend it up, but you can make it nice and creamy and it will change the flavor a little bit, but it makes, like cre a it makes you a creamier shake. Yeah. It's like, a oh, it's, it's beautiful. Latte. Exactly. So that's, that's gold right there. So guys, when you're on the journey, you're putting on muscle, you're burning fat, 
your body's going to need more energy in order to continue burning that fat. You got to fuel the fire. You got to actually eat more of the right foods, such as you said, yep. fats, fats and proteins. And, and understand, Bob, that this is probably going to be three, four shreds in specifically mm -hmm. for people that are going to lose, you know, uh, 30 plus pounds or so. If the body's going to lose a lot of weight, understand a lot of that is being held on because of the inflammation, the, the non, the non-alkalinity inside the body, the fact that we're, um, feeding bad gut bacteria versus good gut bacteria. Like, so all that's happening and now we've switched that. So it's going to take a little while for the body to catch up. But when it does catch up and that time comes, boom, you pull this tool out, smash through your plateau and play around with a couple things too. Maybe your magic point is an extra 200 a day. Maybe it's 150. Maybe it's 300. Who knows, right? Like depending upon the person, people have to start trusting themselves. We're teaching people how to be their own doctor, how to be their own prescriber. I'm giving you things that I do, but you have to tweak them to you. It's very, very important because um, my food could be your poison. So I got another question in here. Same concept. Um, I've hit my, I mean, I hit a weight that I haven't weighed since high school. Yep. Senior year in high school. Yep. So yep. the good news is I'm not going to junior high. I mean, I've, I've leveled off. I'm at 185, 187, 180. I'm staying. I am eating more but I haven't changed my diet at all, right? So what it's a question. Oh, I don't, Jesse, I don't wanna lose any more weight, so I gotta get off the ER shred. The answer is no. How do I maintain? You're just gonna find that, you said homeostasis, you wanna find balance. Okay, that dude, here's the is, thing. Is balance, right? So, so everything that we've talked about in this conversation, the cellular mm -hmm. markers, the, the parts of, you know, we didn't even get into the cleanse with the autophagy and all the other good things mm -hmm. that we have. Why in the why in the world would you stop any of that? Like, why would you keep spiking the insulin when you know how bad it is? Why would you not maintain it when you now know how to control it? Like, you keep doing all that. The only thing that you do, Bob, is you up the foods and you you can mm -hmm. play around. Like, I have probably a list of let's call it thirty foods. Okay, so my day, like my day, starts off with butter coffee. And then it goes into a massive smoothie bowl, which is probably somewhere around like 900 calories. I take our incubated shake. I turn that into my own smoothie bowl with, you know, flack and chia and almond butter and a couple berries. And it's my, my jam. Okay. That that's the, that's mm -hmm. after my, my workout. Then throughout the day, my snacks are typically the same. It's a beef stick from chomps. It's um, you know, it's two, two things of, of, uh, Kerrygold cheese sticks. It's mm -hmm. um, uh, a, a yogurt, uh, um, Icelandic yogurt that doesn't have added sugars. It's it's all natural. It's whole milk. Um, it's um, uh, another incubated shake. It's one of our meal replacement bars. Um, it's a hand, it's a quarter cup of mixed nuts, almonds, pecans, walnuts. Um, that's usually my snacks throughout the day to last me at work. Then when I come home, my dinner, like tonight, I had uh, four scrambled eggs with two and a half tablespoons of butter, um, two grass fed hot dogs mixed in there. I had some peppers, some onions mixed in there and my egg scramble. I had some sauerkraut. I had a stuffed prosciutto pepper. I had three pieces of bacon. I had two more slices of Kerrygold cheese. You see, I'm still eating the foods that are fueling me, the good quality protein, the healthy fats. And, but you and also, but you're fueling your workouts. You found the zone where you need to eat in order to maintain but, your 
you your see that, that your volume goal. is a lot of food, right? That's a lot that's of food. A lot of food. Oh, like, you eat a lot more than I do. That's a lot yeah. of food, okay? But that food sustains my weight and allows me to keep building lean muscles slowly and maintain what I have, plus train at the endurance levels. So take that concept. Take what I'm sharing with you. Use those same foods. And sometimes I'll have a little side salad. Sometimes I'll have some fried veggies and butter. I'll saute some cauliflower. I'll mix up things like that. But for the most part, Bob, my days are that. That's my foundation. And then I play. The only thing I really play around with is like dinner. And, and that goes from like an egg scramble to a steak with still eggs, but just not four. It goes to three. Um, and it's still bacon and it's still cheese. It's just steak instead of extra eggs and hot dogs tonight. And then one night it's a burger, but there's still eggs because there's nutrition and butter in that. It's still the foundation. And I only play with a few things. And then on vacations mm-hmm. or when I take a trip or when I do things like that's when I'll play around a little bit. But for the most part, every day, why would I want to change? Have you ever seen my energy go away? Do you know how crazy life is? Like, it's still, why would I change this? This is my point that I'm trying to stress. This is why you keep doing the ER shred. I'm not doing this to lose weight. I'm waiting waiting for the baby to arrive to see uh, if there is a dent to your energy level. Even if it's a small one. (laughs) Am I going to get a little bit less sleep? Yeah, but you know what? My cat. My, my cat already wakes me up all night long, seven times a night. So I've already been practicing for years because she's crazy at 17 years old. Like, I don't know how she's still living, but that's what she does. She wants to play at nighttime. So I don't know if it's going to make a dent, Bob. Like I feel like, maybe not. am I going to have a couple off days? I'm ready for it. Am I going to be, fatherhood? Hey, fatherhood's the best. But here's the thing. I'm going to balance the stress. I'm going to balance the cortisol. I'm going to balance the insulin and I'm still going to over feel good. Does that make sense? That's totally. what so we've got the community. It's on fire. It's about ready to explode. I mean, I think we're coming into the time of the year where this thing is really going to ignite. We had our first group of early adopters, like in any company, people have said, I'm in, people have been watching, people have been waiting for us to fail. I think this thing's going to get big. What is your, I mean, we talked about this earlier tonight. When we built ER Shred, it was based upon abundant thinking. It wasn't out of compliance. It wasn't scarcity. It wasn't a limited mindset. It was anything's possible. What do you think is possible with our group going into the next year? We're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Year two, I think, is where we hit pay dirt. But what do you think is the potential? I mean, you've said it before, but I think it's worth hearing again. So I think the potential with the group is that we have, we have the ability to literally double the group. No, not double triple the group in size. I think we can get to 60,000 people. We're at 23,000. Now I think we can hit 60,000 in one more year. I think that, you know, we're growing right now at five to 600 new people um, wanting to get into our community every single week. Um, That's gone through the summer. That's supposed to be the downtime. You know, the word is getting out there, the ripple effect, like we are lighting people up from the inside out and people can't help but the people can't shut up. 
Like people can't stop talking. It's everywhere. It's in the groups. It's in other groups. You know, you people show up to work. They see people that they haven't seen in years. And because majority of the world is hurting, like we've already identified, people look at that person that's come alive and they can't help but ask like, what the hell is going on? I think we're going to see people have more confidence. I think people are starting to realize that it's selfish to hold something like this in when you know that you can help, whether it's even, you know, your loved ones that you care about or other friends or, you know, multiple strangers like I'm in now. Like I tell everybody about this because I just believe that everybody deserves it. I think we have the ability to continue to reach people on a global level. Um, we're already in multiple countries. Our fulfillment company, we have the ability to be in every single country, even if we have to modify this a little bit, the, the foundational protocol of the ER shred is still the foundational protocol. Even if different countries have different things, we can still make it work. I believe that in my soul because we're, we're teaching people the foundation of, of good food plus proper supplementation, the ancestral way plus the 21st century, but we got no gimmicks. We got no marketing schemes. We got no sleazeball tactics. We got no, like you have to go all in, like you have to go all in on one thing. Only one thing, you, you have to go all in on you. We're not, we don't need to break your piggy bank. We don't need to like, you know, I think the potential Bob is so unlimited because what we're seeing with the results that people are coming back with, right. You know, we can't claim to treat or cure or prevent disease, obviously, but we can't deny the stories of individual shredders and they have the right to share their story. And I have the right to share their story, which is not mine, but I mean, the stuff that we've seen on a blood level, on a cellular level, um, on a mental level, on, you know, the medical industry, people are going to their doctors and their doctors are now asking questions. They're like, what the hell? And I mean, let that be a wake up call. Doctors have been prescribing pills and treating these patients for years. And within 21 days or 33 days, they're going back to their doctor and their doctor's like, who the hell? They don't understand. You? How the hell <laughs> do you do this? Let that be a what? wake up. Call. One thing I want to, we, we've, we've all managed groups, especially for those that have been with this business for a while. I do want to say this about our ER shred community. We value each and every one so much, and we're so grateful for all of your participation. But one thing that is unique, I've never seen people go on, do their own lives or doing their own Facebook posts or before and after pictures, but people are doing it voluntarily, not being asked to put it up. They're doing it anyway. And I think that in every group I've been before, it's like, oh, Jesse, you got to put your before and after picture up. Oh, can you do this? Can you make sure you post and help out? We want to get up the algorithms. Make sure you post on Wednesday. I'll post on Thursday, whatever. We are always trying to promote people to become active in the group. With the ER Shred community, it's literally a bonfire where it's like, whoa, I literally wake up every morning and I'm blown away. By the time I get up at six, Mimi's already out there doing her live and there's about 10 or 15 other people that have put, put their posts up for the day. Right. But it's like nonstop energy. But again, we're a volunteer army, but people are excited and they're showing it by their activity. It's absolutely mind blowing, Bob. Um, you know, it's, it's so hard to describe this because there's so much depth, but it's like, 
when you got somebody who you watch come in and at first they're, they don't even say anything because they're so shy. They're, they have no confidence in themselves. They, they can't even look themselves in the mirror and, and, and smile. I mean, Bob, that's sad. You know, we have to yeah. understand, we have to understand how much health impacts daily life. We have to stop lying and being like, oh, as long as you just pretend to love yourself, F no, enough of this bullshit, like enough of this bullshit, like seriously, it's not okay. It's not okay to be unhealthy. It's not okay to not be, you know, happy. And what we're realizing, Bob, is when people address their health from an inner level, it's affecting the mind because it's affecting the gut. It's affecting the confidence. It's affecting the mood. People now want to actually get in pictures and smile. I'm sorry, Bob, but that is life-changing for somebody who usually hid from pictures and doesn't have any pictures with their kids, and now they're happy to get in those pictures. Do you understand mm -hmm. how that drastically changes life or how somebody didn't have confidence at work to stick up for themselves? It means that they couldn't get a promotion for the last five years because they got passed over because they weren't shy. They just weren't confident. And now they bring that confidence out and they're showing that confidence and they're feeling comfortable enough in this group. That makes me so proud to know that we've created a welcoming community for every walk of life that feels so open. Like, I mean, this world is a mean place. People are going to fucking eat you up, dude. Excuse my language. I dropped one F-bomb this thing, but people are not nice people. People are going to bash you for everything you do. And the more you succeed and the more people are miserable and failing, they're going to bash you harder. And to have a group where people will love you and people will celebrate you and people won't just say, Oh, you know what? It's okay. If you trust yourself, they're going to say, you know what? You don't deserve that. Let's get back going again. That's love. That's true love. Mm -hmm. That's people giving from a place that seen people give from in a long time. I haven't given from that place in a long time. If I'm being honest with you, I was in this fake cloud and this just is just so raw and so real. And I love that about this. Like people can be who they are. And, and you're welcome. You, you are perfect just that way. Do you know what I mean? We want to make you healthier because we know that it makes life better, but you're still okay. You're still okay, you know? And I don't know how else to sum it up, but it's just something it's, so special, Bob. It's something so special. But what I would suggest if you're watching this, guys out there, go to erschreddersplural.com, join our Facebook group, and just check us out. I mean, we're, we, we invite everybody. We just, we just play nice. But here's the thing is that I've never seen anything quite like this as far as a community of support, a community of love, people who aren't even financially connected, but everybody's willing to give their shirt off their back to help the next person out to make sure that they have a good experience. Um, you're right. I think we will hit 60 it's, it's this amazing. next year. It's amazing to see people that, you know, whether it's taken them 21 days or 33 days or 50 days, whatever, at that point when they feel it, they, their first thing that they feel that they should do is come back in the community that helped them get to where they are. And th I mean, this is the, this is leadership, baby, right? This is, this is, this is creating mm -hmm. natural leaders. And what does the world need? We need more leaders. We need to stop following, right? We need more people. And what's the first thing they do, Bob? They reach back down. They're, they're, they're where they are and they reach back down to pull the next person up. I mean, gosh, it, I mean, come on, dude. Like, it's as good as it gets. I've never, my I literally, 
No, I haven't been this excited about this particular business. I think we hit Nirvana. I mean, I could, this is like, holy cow, is this heaven? I mean, because we feel so good and we're with like-minded individuals who want the same, it's just magical. Um, come join our bonfire. It's getting really big, but we want to make it mammoth. We want to make it bombastic, huge, epic. Jesse, man, this was fun. Thanks, buddy. I like I, I like interviewing you. Yeah, man. I on, I think we touched on a lot of things that we've seen come up in the group. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, people get those results and they want to go long term. We're going to do more about that. I promise you. Um, let's get through this little crunch time right now. Um, and then I promise we got more coming for you. We're not going anywhere. I need people to know that from our perspective of the board, me, you, Susan, Heather, Sean, Crystal, we are committed to long term. I mean, absolutely. I have a number like i'm so happy every day that this is not a negative to me you know what i mean like this fuels me it, it it's it allows me to feel like i'm just putting back good into the world it, it's it's my repayment if you will it's just what i like it just people come alive it's just something so special to help other people you know no, i said that to sean i go your, your parents got started in the mid 50s and look what they've created. I go, we're just getting started. I mean, um, Peter was 58 years old. Jimmy Smith was 74. Look at the impact he made. The impact that ER Stride's gonna make in this world, um, it's gonna be mind boggling looking at the next 10, 15, 20 years. But yes, we're in it to win it. We're in it for the long term. We're going nowhere. But um, Jesse, thank you. Yeah, man. I'll let you end your call, man. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you as always, guys. Every single Tuesday, we do another deep dive. Next week, I, I got a, 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 it's going to be literally fireworks. I mean, the interview that I have next week, this guy is such a personality. He literally should be on a TV show or a radio show or something <laughs> like that. But he's definitely going to bring it. And he's five shreds deep right now. So we're, we're showing more lifestyle every Tuesday. Tomorrow night, Bob, we have our Shred Your Testimonial call. And where can people people find that easily because that call is really something special. Ear Shred, it's going to be in our Ear Shred group. It'll be on our Zoom call. Uh, you can find it at the top of the banner. You can yep. find um, the, the Zoom call link if you want to get on live. Like Mimi likes to be on live, which is yep. great. It's kind of good to see people's faces. Yep. Uh, and then in addition to that, obviously, we, we stream it into all the groups. I for think sure. we do it in this so business as well as ER Shred. That call is special because we just had another ER Shred end, our summer shred. And the results have poured in. I know tomorrow's call is going to be a tearjerker. Every Wednesday night is. It's special. they're so good. They're so good, Jesse. I put it on my own page now. I stream it into my own page for everybody to see because it is and, unbelievable. And also, I don't know if people know, but we now have the streams going in. We have the, the different platforms. We have the ER Shred YouTube channel. And because of Crystal Escobar, we now have our own ER Shred podcast. For those of you that want to listen while you're working out, while you're in the car, um, there is a way to get positivity in your life every single day, every single way, every single day. Um, and then on Thursdays, Bob, we have your, your call, which is more of the opportunity side of things because we have a place for everybody and for somebody who wants to, has come alive and they maybe want to help some other people and they're looking to maybe get some, you know, free food from our fulfillment company or they want to make a little bit of extra. We have that opportunity as well. If they so, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta correct you on your use of power words. We gotta stop using Thursday nights and opportunity. That kind of okay. like deadpan flat. 
What Thursday night is, is we want to basically make uh, an environment, a healthy environment, allowing people to share and feeling good about sharing. We want to share it because if we were to grow to 60,000, it's not going to happen if we keep our mouths shut. It's only going to happen if we're willing to be sharing what's going on. Um, you don't have to put it, but I choose to put the, the, the Wednesday call on my own Facebook page. Yeah. My view is if one person watches this that's a stranger and they go, wow, what is this? I might impact another life. You don't know whose life you're going to change for the positive, right? And that's what we're all about. But yes, Thursday night, not an opportunity call, but much as we, this is, we want to share Earshred going forward. We want to grow the group through sharing. Sharing is caring. Thursday night, sharing is caring call, basically. Okay. okay. So I was correct. So Thursday, share the shred, join Bob. Uh, same thing, 8 p.m. We make it very easy for people. Um, again, in all the places, um, just show up. You know what I mean? You deserve it. Everybody deserves it. We believe our health is our greatest wealth. And we just, our mission is to help everybody realize how amazing they already are. You know what I mean? You might be clouded right now, but we really want to help you come alive, keep it simple, and help you just feel awesome. So, Bob, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jesse. Stay with us. Hope you all have an amazing night. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye.